Hey, we're lost. Uh, we're down uh, somewhere. Lots of green underneath us. There's Amish people. Uh, Barry can't figure out how to squawk seven 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 seven. So uh, we're go- we're gonna head to Fond du Lac, and uh, we may need a ride. Talk to you later. Welcome to Sonic's Flight, the podcast devoted to all things Sonics. Sonic's Flight is a monthly podcast discussing current events, news, and topics of interest to the Sonics community. We aim to entertain and educate builders and pilots of Sonic's aircraft designs, inspiring them to complete and operate their aircraft safely and efficiently. Welcome to the Sonic's Flight Podcast. This is our Oshkosh 2019 first daily show. So this is Sunday. This is day zero. Typically, this is your large arrival day as people come in and get prepositioned for opening day on Monday. However, 2019 is a little different than we've had in the past. So there have been some, some, some weather systems that have been moving through the area on Friday and Saturday. And that prevented a lot of people from coming in. So the first three fronts that passed on Saturday came through, had some pretty good winds. Uh, some airplanes were damaged that were parked on ramps in the surrounding area. I don't think anybody on Oshkosh was damaged. But several Cessnas, at the very least, were tipped up on their noses and wingtips drug in the ground and uh, did some pretty significant sheet metal damage to the wings. You know, non-flyable. they got to be fixed and before they can be flown out. So we had, uh, we had a little bit of challenge getting people into the grounds on Saturday. And then the one, when each of these three fronts did pass over, it did drop some brief periods of, of fairly extreme rain. As a result, Saturday evening, the grounds were very soggy. Now there was already some, some areas that were flooded in standing water, and it only got worse due to the rain on Saturday. So Sunday morning, they shut down arrivals for pretty much the entire morning. And then as things started to warm up and start to dry out a little bit, they started incrementally opening up arrivals for different classes of airplanes. First, it was anybody on a hard stand that has a, a dedicated hard stand parking area, they can come in, and those ramps were pretty much full by, by lunchtime. And then it was aircraft with Tundra tires can come in and, uh, and make the arrival and, and get into parking. And then eventually, probably by 3 or 4 o'clock, Sunday afternoon, they opened it up for mass arrivals, or I shouldn't say mass arrivals, they opened it up for general arrivals on the Fisk approach. And almost immediately afterward, they sent a text alert out that said, if you're not already in the approach, don't start it, because the line was already an hour and a half long in the arrival, and that they were not going to be able to get everybody in before they shut down the airspace. So pretty congested. I didn't see a whole lot of arrivals uh, just because it didn't really kick off until later in the afternoon. So a lot of the, the Camp Sonics folks arrived uh, successfully on either Friday or Saturday. So there's currently five aircraft in Camp Sonics as of Sunday evening. Gary and John coming in in Gary's airplane. They came in from Colorado. They could not get in on Saturday. They had to stop in Reedsburg, and they got a hotel and stayed the night in Reedsburg waiting on uh, things to open back up and actually made the approach to Fisk, saw that the arrivals were closed down, and then diverted Sunday, early Sunday morning, they diverted over to Fond du Lac, and were planning on staying the, at least the day and the night at Fond du Lac, and they were in the process of unloading the airplane when they got the alert about Tundra Tire-equipped airplanes, so they quickly threw everything back in the airplane and, and made the approach in, and uh, it had no problem because there was nobody else coming in. 
And even as it was, they landed and parked them on a, on a taxiway until they could really figure out where exactly they could put them where they weren't going to sink in the mud. So John and Gary got here okay. Mike Deenthal, he airlined in and picked up a rental car and made it in. Uh, of course, I made it with, uh, with Isaac and my brother Doug. And um, generally, um, we were all set. Uh, there were several other people that did not get in. Robbie Culver was going to fly in, and, and he ended up pulling the plug on flying and driving. And uh, Jim Hickey, he did make it in. But his traveling companion, Dana Baker, had a mechanical issue and only made it partway coming from California and had to turn around and, and head back home. So he's not going to make it in. So we got a pretty good Sonics crowd and um, got everybody out of Camp Sonics and managed to find enough uh, ground transportation to get them all over to the Sonics open house. Had a really good Sonics open house. And John Monette gave a talk about the new two-place Sonics jet. And he's going to be giving a seminar on Wednesday talking about more or less the same things. He'll talk about the development of the two-place and some of the the expected performance. But the bottom line is Sonics has always done a really good job of advertising performance and then generally hitting it. And uh, the single-place jet is the same way. They advertise a very realistic, attainable numbers. And so I'm, I'm fairly certain that they will do the same thing on the two-place jet. And the numbers look really good. Even using the same engine as the single-place, they're still getting good speed and good endurance. It's got more fuel. It's got more wing. Uh, it just looks like a really, really cool well-thought-out design. They're taking deposits on it, and um, price-wise, the price is a little higher than the single place, which you would expect, but it's not that much higher. It's perhaps in the ten dollars to $15,000 range uh, over the price of the single place. And, of course, you know, you'll still need an engine and instruments and all that. And then what John was saying is that the engine manufacturer, PBS, they already have the next size up uh, higher thrust engine. Now, they're using it in UAV applications, just like the base engine that Sonics uses is a UAV application engine. The current engine has been derated to increase the longevity of the engine, and PBS is working on doing the same thing with this larger size, higher thrust motor. They're working on derating it slightly to improve the longevity. And so when that's available, uh, I predict that that's the engine everybody's going to want, because after all, if you're going to buy a jet, why would you not want more thrust? So I think that'll be an easy choice for most of their customers to, to go ahead and buy that larger thrust engine. So anyway, uh, super cool to see that. They don't have any mock-ups yet. They haven't built anything, but they've got some fairly detailed CAD diagrams, and uh, they may have started working on individual parts. Uh, we didn't get that far, but they don't expect to have a mock-up done for at least a couple of months. So wrapping up the open house typically is the max taxi. This is where all the customer airplanes join the factory airplanes, taxi across the field from Sonics' headquarters over to the show line area, and the Sonics people, they take their aircraft into the booth and position them there, and the customers break off and go into Sonics' customer parking. However, because of the wet conditions, there was only just a couple of customer airplanes that made it in, and so there wasn't a whole lot of point in uh, trying to take them over, plus the parking areas were still quite soggy. So... I'm not even sure if the Sonics guys did move it over or, or they didn't do it while we were there. So no mass taxi. The customer airplanes generally just stayed right there at Sonics and will move over on Monday. So the open house finished up. 
And uh, we had our what's becoming an annual event, our, our AirVenture kickoff dinner, which we did at Jeff's at Rugby. This was uh, just a, a, an informal gathering. Uh, people just heard about it word of mouth. It's generally the people that are either at Camp Sonics or that are making the rounds through or that I, I, uh, I, I run into. Um, if, uh, if anyone is interested in going to the kickoff dinner, they just need to send us a note, and we'll make sure that you kind of get on the list for, for the uh, 2020. But we reserved a, a back room at Jeff's on Rugby. We did this last year. Jeff's is a really cool little kind of, it's kind of like a bar and pub type food. Excellent fish, really, really good fried chicken, and a uh, real nice ambience, uh, full, full bar, and, and um, yeah, a real casual place to kind of come together. So we had, uh, I think the final count was 27 people at Jeff's, and in addition to a chance just to, to circulate and catch up with each other on how things are going and how projects are coming along, uh, we did a, a quick roundtable where we just went around the room and introduced everybody that had been on a Sonic Flight podcast because a lot of people have uh, have had their chance in the hot seat to talk about topics that they have a little bit of experience with. So I wanted to make sure we, we went around and introduced everybody so you can kind of put names and faces together. So I'll play that here in just a second. And then we had a commemorative presentation to one of our very own in, a, in light of their uh, contributions to the Sonics community. And as you'll recall, last year we presented... Bob Micah with his official Sonics Flight Captain's Bars, bestowed upon him courtesy of Mike Dienthal. So Bob escaped the hot seat this time, but, well, we had somebody else in mind, and so I'll let you listen to that here also. Anyway, bottom line, Jeff's on Rugby was a great, just really laid-back party, a couple hours of hanging out and drinking beer and talking Sonics airplanes and just generally having a good socialized time. Tomorrow is day zero. And I'm really looking forward to the uh, the opening of the show. We're going to be have plenty of time to sit on the flight line and watch arrivals, and it is going to be hot and heavy because all those airplanes are just stacked up in the outlying areas. And then we have the opening day concert. We have the foundation get-together uh, discussion. And um, and then we'll probably round up the day after the, after the air show uh, over at SOS Brothers and um, probably do another update tomorrow. So if you have not been to Oshkosh, put it on your list. It's something that you really ought to do. It is worth the hassle and the expense to get out here and partake of it. And if you are here, uh, make sure you come on by. We're going to be doing on Tuesday at lunchtime over at the Homebuilt headquarters, we're going to be doing a Sonic Flight Q&A. So come on by and meet the uh, the guys at Sonic Flight and, and uh, hit us up with your favorite questions. Other than that, the next highlight in my book is the Wednesday night barbecue at Wayne's, and that is just an awesome time every, every year. It gets bigger and bigger. We're probably up to between 75 to 100 people for that barbecue, and what a great event that's going to be. So we'll do a podcast segment from the party talking about the highlights there. So that's it for today. Day zero is a wrap, and I'm ready to hit the showers and, and hit the rack because I am tired, and it's only going to get worse tomorrow. So first off, um, thanks everyone for coming. Um, I don't know what the official count is, but I think I underestimated initially. So um, if you guys don't know 
uh, don't know me, I'm Jeff Schultz, um, but more importantly, if you don't know Gary Motley in the back and John Gillis right here, these are the other, these are the magic behind the podcast, so all that, all that dynamic bickering back and forth, these are the two responsible for it. He just tries to kiss our That's right. Live from Jetson Rugby. <laughs> So um, there, there really is no formal portion to this, except we do have a little something which I'll get to in just a second. Um, just a reminder about the party over at Wayne's on Wednesday night. If anybody doesn't know about the party, grab any, any one of us and we'll make sure you, you kind of get the scoop on it. And then uh, we're going to do a Sonic Flight question and answer. We're going to do it from the Homebuilt headquarters on Tuesday at lunch. So 12 o'clock. Tuesday, it's the check-in when you fly in at the Homebuilt headquarters right on the flight line. So come on by and stump John on whatever, you know, because he has been talking a good game, you know. I had, I had the opportunity to ride in Gary's wonderful Zenith all the way out. It was a really long flight. <laughs> Why is that? Because it flies very nicely. What else did he add to it? We had Tundra tires. That's why we're here. Because <laughs> they allowed us to land because Gary put Tundra tires on wow. his plane. Some of us think way. <laughs> I think, uh, Jeff, though, let's, uh, let's introduce anybody else who's done a podcast with us. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good idea. So let's start over here. Mike Smith from Boston. Yeah, and, and uh, tell us what we talked about when we did the uh, We podcast. talked about the Aero V engine. Uh, I think sort of what you do with it and what you don't do with it. Yep. Um, cooling, we did a cooling show, and that was really good. And then we did, um, we did some stuff on rebuilding also and, and issues and stuff like that. Yep. Okay. Uh, hold on. Mark Kingman. Yeah, Mark Kingman. Uh, we did a show on aerobatics. That's right. Yep, Flying Acura. And if you guys don't remember, Mark has had a... The, uh, the multiple aviation experience as an Air Force pilot flying F-15s and then as a airline flight, airline pilot flying, I don't know, 737s or something like that, and then as a helicopter pilot flying all kinds of stuff. Oh, and his combat is in a king air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so when he says, yeah, this is how I like to do aerobatics, you probably ought to listen to him because he kind of knows a little bit about what he's talking about. <laughs> okay. Uh, Robbie Colbert <laughs> talking about the foundation. Robbie who? Culver. <laughs> Robert Barber talking about blowing engines up. <laughs> and Mike Singleton uh, was on one for buying used project or uh, partial projects and also on another one on uh, first flight testing. Yep, and just in case you guys don't know, Mike Singleton, he. Um, we talked about this on the podcast, but he has done more first flights in Sonic than I think anybody else, including the factory. It's like, I don't know, 12, 14, 16, something like that. So he's the guy about, you know, about first flight. Bob Micah, landing gears and dormitory living. <laughs> or more specifically, how to bend landing gears. No, I've never been a landing gear. <laughs> so you said. Yeah, and, and I, I want to make a very public thank you to Bob. Bob has been a, a great aviation ambassador, and he he stands up to the bars 
that mysteriously fly his way. I don't know what that's all about. But uh, thanks, Bob. You're a good sport. You're a good spokesperson. Uh, Jim Hickey flying to Alaska. Uh, and, and thank you, Robert, for the inspiration. Mike Dienstall, uh I think we did the, uh, I think it was Mike Stigleton, we did the rescuing a project and then maybe something else, I'm not sure, I can't remember what it was. We bring you in as a pinch hitter. I'm like a pinch hitter, you got to guy. Uh, I'm replaced John occasionally. Isaac hasn't been a formal guest, but if you guys don't know, it's my son Isaac, and he's uh, working on part of way on his project. Who else do we have? Do we catch everybody that was on a podcast? Back in the back. Jason Flint, Corvairs, and Camp Sonic. There you go. Yeah. So, okay, so this brings me to a good point. So you see how many people in this room have been on the podcast because we're only good for just a a little bit. You know, we we have some experience building our our planes, but it's, it's all of you guys that have all the depth of experience that we can bring together. So this is kind of my, my podcast pitch. You know, collectively, we got a lot of experience in the room here. And so we can leverage our experiences, something as simple as, you know, um, a specific building tip or, you know, working the background on flying aerobatics or getting out and stretching your comfort zone on flying to Alaska. So if you have ideas on topics, Send us a note. Let me know, and let's let's do a podcast on that idea. You know, we get we get feedback all the time that uh, people really like hearing about your story. You know, they like hearing about the Corvair in a, in a real world setting because you know how the internet is. A lot of times, all you hear is negative, and they want to hear about you know a successful experience. So, your experience, you know, coming together, bringing in the podcast, is what makes it successful. So, thanks for that, and keep the ideas coming. And if I call you up and say, hey, uh, let's do a show on this, you know, then let's, uh, yeah, let's put our heads together and let's do it. Anyway, so thanks for that. Thanks for the podcast. Yes, Mike. Uh, there have been a number of people that joined the Reclaw podcast, too. So. Yeah, that's right. So you might tell them about Reclaw. Okay. So if, if you were on the Reclaw podcast, where are you at? So... Ken, I know you were there, and, and yeah, I think maybe that's the only other person here. So, um, if you haven't been to Reclaw, it's a it's a great experience if you happen to be in the area. Now, Ken really wasn't in the area; he made the trip special for it. But um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a, too much of the RV world. Yeah, I know, but dark side. Calling says, get there early if your land is really bad. You won't get the Tigger Award because nobody was a full of seats. Well, yeah, yeah, everybody's got jokes. Everybody's got jokes. That was no joke. That was the Tigger Award. We got it on video. <laughs> and video is forever. Okay, so um, the last thing I would like to do is I have a, I have a little bit of a visual aid here I would like to drop off. <laughs> so uh, what I've got here is aluminum granola. <laughs> aluminum granola because our very own Robert Barber 
apparently has some tricks that nobody else has. You know, he uh, he can turn perfectly good engine parts into that in that bowl right there. Only a granola, which is not so good for the health of your engine, but apparently it's quite delicious. So please uh, help yourself and enjoy. <laughs> so Robert has had a number of. They're not really incidents, they're not really like emergencies. He's had some experiences. And I like to think of Robert as the luckiest science guy around. You know, you blow up an engine, you uh, you turn yourself into a glider, you know, and just happen to be able to, to settle down into a perfect landing. So, Robert, as the luckiest science pilot around, I figured this was a fitting hood ornament. I figured it'll sit right on your glare shield. You know, and you know the lore about these dancing hula dolls. You know, as long as she's still dancing, you're fine. And I predict that this thing is never going to stop dancing on Robert's glare shield. So the coveted luckiest Sonics pilot alive award goes to Robert Barber. So Robert, keep her well entertained and take care of her. And uh, you know, you got to say a few words to uh, to wrap this up. <laughs> to the little girls and you all need to keep quiet. I hope you everybody has at least as much luck as I have keeping the airplane safely together. Everybody. Sooner or later, something will go wrong. <laughs> if it doesn't, keep trying. <laughs> That's a good life motto. Things aren't going wrong, you're not trying hard. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks a lot, and um, look forward to seeing you around the, uh, the show. See you all at the party on Wednesday, and, and maybe at the Q&A. So, thanks, everyone. Views and opinions expressed on the Sonic Select podcast are those of the hosts and guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of any individual, company, or organization mentioned on this program. Nothing presented on this podcast should be construed to be the official position or recommendation of anyone not directly associated with Sonic Flight. Anything that sounds like advice should be carefully considered before being implemented. Remember, you are the pilot in command.